Hi, and welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. This is episode 60. I don't usually announce the episode numbers, but it's such a nice round number that I thought I would do it this time, especially since it's a part two. So last week, episode 59, I did a part one of cancer care, focusing more on pain control during cancer treatment. And this week, it is a part two of cancer care, but it is focusing on self-hypnosis to enhance the quality of life of breast cancer patients. So this is a study that came out in that same issue of the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis, volume 60, number one, July 2017. The whole volume focused on cancer care. And there's just such great, like interesting studies in this that when I got the issue, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have to let people know about this because it's so impactful. Hypnosis is actually resulting in longer lives and more comfort for people in quicker healing in greater self-esteem. So I, I really felt a need to let people know this, that there is something that can help them through cancer treatment, be more comfortable through cancer treatment, and actually even live longer. I find that quite amazing. But this study was done by Holly Forrester Miller, and it is called Self-Hypnosis Classes to Enhance the Quality of Life of Breast Cancer Patients. So these classes were offered for free in a treatment facility. And basically they were advertised through clinic and lobby signage and really just word of mouth, it sounds like. So these were not people selected randomly to be in this study. So I wanna be clear about that. But they were people that said, hey, that sounds interesting. Let me, let me go see if that can help me. And each class consisted of four sessions. So five different classes were offered. Each class consisted of four sessions. And each of the 25 participants attended one four-session class. The inclusion requirements were that the women had been diagnosed with stage one, two, three, or four breast cancer and received at least one mode of treatment. So about 52% had radiation, 79% had chemotherapy, and all of the participants had either a lumpectomy or a mastectomy. They were all given a, a questionnaire, a 36-item self-report questionnaire, and it assessed all different areas, but the four main categories were emotional, functional, physical, and social slash family well-being. And then the breast cancer version of this questionnaire also had 10 additional questions, which are specific for breast cancer patients. So this was given before they started the four classes and then after they completed the four classes to see, all right, are there any changes here? What happened? You know, this was their main measure of the study. Now, in addition to the four classes that they did, they also met with the leader for one 45-minute individual session during the four weeks. And each class was limited to 10 women. So these were not huge like group classes. This is actually a pretty intimate setting, right? 10 women in a class and then one meeting with the leader of the class. And what it included was information about hypnosis. So some of this was what we call psychoeducational, meaning teaching people about hypnosis. Then they were all taught a self-hypnosis skill and they called it a quote-unquote letting go self-hypnosis induction. 
so they were all taught this method of self-hypnosis and they were all taught the same method basically. And if you're interested in that, that is actually in the article and the link to that article will be on the website as always. I always put the links to the articles. If I can, sometimes you don't have access to them unless you have a membership, but generally I can put a link to the abstract at least, but I always reference the study so that you can go and look it up. So that letting go self-hypnosis induction transcript, like what are they actually saying? Could this be helpful for you? Is actually in the article. And then they were taught this and then individual suggestions were put into this general transcript to allow them to work on what was important to them. So this induction is, you know, getting comfortable, um, deep cleansing breaths, and then it teaches them what we call an anchor in hypnotherapy, which is the thumb and index finger together. And this is a movement that I'll often put into a hypnosis so that the person can do this at any time. The theory behind this is that then when you do that movement, when you're out in a stressful situation, the body has already learned to associate it with a calm state. So then you can put the index finger with the thumb. That's really like the okay sign, right? But it's actually much more ancient than that when you look at yoga teachings. Like this sign has been made um, for thousands of years, actually, and it works our way into our general culture. But anyway, the theory there is that someone can do that later, and it's a pathway for the body to feel calmer a little bit quicker. So for some people, it's pretty immediate. For others, it may be like, okay, let me make the okay sign. Let me breathe here for a little bit and then the calmness comes. So they were taught that. And then there's some other things in that induction around having a special healing place and then some custom suggestions for each client that I'm assuming were come up with during their individual session with the leader of the groups. So in week one, a lot of stuff happens, right? All this education, this induction, it's taught, all these different things happen. And then week two, three, and four, there's homework for each week. And it's also a review of anything that came up during the week, discussing hypnosis, helping participants to generate suggestions about general issues for many cancer patients, meaning like hemo, side effects, fatigue, healing, these type of suggestions, and then also teaching them other hypnotic techniques that they can use. So this sounds like a, a pretty nice group to me. Like I, I picture the women in a room, 10 women, and learning about hypnosis, practicing the hypnosis, getting to know each other as well. So at the end, they give the questionnaire again, and they got significance on 16 out of the 36 items, meaning 16 items changed in a, a positive direction. The physical well-being was positively impacted, meaning they are having less trouble meeting their family's needs, being less bothered by the side effects of treatment, feeling less ill. The emotional well-being was enhanced. They were feeling less sad, less nervous, experiencing less fear of dying, being less worried that their condition would get worse. That's really big, right? The anxiety is so much in cancer treatments often that something's going to get worse. The participants indicated that their functional well-being was also improved, meaning they were able to enjoy life more, sleep better, enjoy the things they usually do for fun, 
as well as be more content with the quality of their lives. So again, we're looking at quality of life. And I talked about this some in episode 59, how if you could increase the quality of your life, then cancer treatment doesn't seem so foreboding. Like that is often what stops people even from engaging in cancer treatment sometimes is they're like, no way, I'm not going to have a bad quality of life and then I'm going to die at the end. Like that is how some people feel about it. And again, this is an individual choice for everyone. But what I talked about last week, and again, this is coming up this week, is okay, if your quality of life could be improved, if there's hope there, then would that change your choice? And it may for some people. But even for people who've already chosen to go through cancer treatment, it's like, yeah, why not improve the quality of your life as you go along? Like That's so important. So the items specific to breast cancer were that the participants reported being less short of breath, had less swelling or tenderness in their arms. They were less worried about the effect of stress on their illness. They felt more sexually attractive and more like a woman. As an overall statistic for you, 86% of the participants found self-hypnosis to be very useful and 100% said that it contributed to their quality of life. So pretty much everyone thought, yeah, this helps. This helps me feel better in general. This helps my quality of life. And a very, very high percentage found it to be very useful. Now, in case you're just listening to this episode and not the previous one, I did cite a study last week that women that were part of a group that included hypnosis in learning hypnosis actually lived 18 months longer than participants who were not part of a group that included information in learning hypnotic techniques. And that study was done by Klaas and Nadal in 2001, and then Spiegel in 1981, and Spiegel Bloom. Creener and Goddell in 1989. I mean, I cited them out of order, but and usually what happens is someone does a study and says, oh my gosh, let's replicate that. Let's see if we can do that one too. So, you know, that's how multiple studies get done, right? Which is a great process in terms of the scientific method. I will throw in here that my daughter's science teacher wanted her to replicate her science experiment five times, <laughs> and I did. And from a scientist perspective, I totally was like, oh my gosh, I know she should replicate it. But from a parent perspective, I was like, no way, we're compromising at three. I said three and Eva made me compromise to four. And I'm like, okay, four. But believe me, I did not want like sticky maple syrup on my stove multiple times. Not when I first consented to the experiment. So that's just a side note though, to make you laugh a little. Back to the study. Some of the limitations of this study is that it is specific to breast cancer. So who knows if this would work for other types of cancer in terms of uh, quality of life. But it was beneficial for women with breast cancer. The sample size was pretty small. So that's a limitation of it. The other one is that the participants self-selected, meaning they saw a flyer or they heard it from somebody and they decided to go and participate in this study. So whenever you get a self-selection of participants, then it becomes a limitation of the study. So, you know, perhaps someone will redo this study where people are randomized into this and see what happens. The authors do make a note at the end that even though the study ended, they continue to offer the classes several times per year for the general population of cancer patients. And this is at the Duke Cancer Institute in Durham, North Carolina. And it 
was in conjunction with the Duke Cancer Patient Support Program. So they found the results good enough that they said, hey, let's continue to offer this as a benefit to our patients. And that speaks volumes to me. And hopefully the more they do that, then they can study other types of cancer with the same type of program. And then we get another study that says, hey, yeah, hypnosis is really effective for this and helps increase quality of life. Or, you know, I may say the opposite of that. We don't know. But for this week, that's the study I wanted to let you all know about. So let's say you're listening to this at home and you have breast cancer and, or you have a loved one that has breast cancer and you would like something like this. See if someone is doing it in your local area. Call the treatment center that your loved one is going to or that you're going to and ask or ask for this program to be offered. Like often it is patients advocating for a program that allows the program to be offered. And this would be a really good one for people, obviously. So that's an option. Another option is to seek out hypnosis files that help you with your own quality of life. And those can be specific to cancer or they can be more general, but seek those out and listen to them at home. That's another way to work with the results of the study to know that hypnosis files can be effective. And I am going to offer one on the podcast. I don't know if that's going to air next week or the following, but I am offering one that's general because obviously I can't make that custom for everyone. You're welcome to call me if you want a custom one, and I'm happy to do that for people. I can't do that for free, but I can do it for a reduced rate for someone struggling with cancer. So if that's something you're interested in, please schedule the free consultation through my website. There's always a big green button there at the top that you can do that through. Or send me an email, drliz, D-R-L-I-Z, at drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z, hypnosis.com. I would be happy to help you out with that. Or try to find someone in your area that could work with you. That's also another option is a hypnotherapist in your area. And if they're a member of ASH, the American Society of Clinical Hypnosis, who puts out this journal, then they have access to this study. And chances are they've already read it even. So not to be too U.S. focused, because I know this podcast is listened to all over the world, Google someone in your area, look at their website. Often if they have medical hypnotherapy listed, then they're more familiar with studies to help with medical issues like cancer, surgery, that type of thing. But even if they don't, you could call them and say, hey, is this something that you'd be willing to work with me? On. So there are a lot of options out there for people to get some help around this to have a better quality of life going through cancer treatment. All right, people, that's it for this week. Peace.